This podcast is brought to you in partnership with Speak Studios and Speak Boise. Speak Boise is a community-driven studio space where voices from all walks of life can speak and be heard. You can find them on Instagram and Facebook at Speak Studios, Speak Boise, and at their website, speakstudios.com. Speak Studios. Speak and be heard. This podcast is also brought to you by Instant Imprints. Promote better with Instant Imprints. Instant Imprints are Boise's visual communications experts and your place for everything you need to promote your business, club, school, or group. As a locally owned business, Instant Imprints specializes in making your organization more visible with custom branded apparel, embroidery, promotional items, print services, and wide format printing for signs, as well as banners and vehicle graphics. Want better ways to get noticed? You better visit Instant Imprints at instantimprints.com slash Boise or call 208-IMPRINT. That is 208-467-7468. Welcome to the Purpose Powered Entrepreneurs Podcast, a show about how to succeed in business while creating a balanced and healthy life. I'm Ashlyn Cubison, an entrepreneur who went from successful real estate broker to published author, all while running three businesses. And I'm Lindsay Young, the founder of Lindsay Lives Well, a holistic nutrition and lifestyle brand, NSCA strength and conditioning specialist, and ITN nutrition coach. If you're an ambitious dreamer, get ready for some simple and actionable strategies. Let's get started. Welcome back to the Purpose Powered Entrepreneurs Podcast. Today's podcast episode is straight from listener feedback. I was actually messaging with one of our listeners on Instagram the other day, and she was telling me how much she loved the podcast. She was getting a lot of great insight from it, but she's struggling with time specifically and trying to build her business while also having a job and two little kids. Can I just first say that I'm so excited that we got listener feedback because Lindsay and I really want to make sure that we are delivering what you guys need to hear. So please give us all the feedback. We love it. And so, okay, Lindsay and I, we hear this a lot. Obviously, we talk a ton about time management on this podcast and teach systems for maximizing productivity because we know lack of time is a main obstacle for most women for not having not being able to grow their business the way they want to especially for mompreneurs. So Lindsay and I, we both have kids ranging in ages from six to 13 and have built our businesses with babies and now bigger kids. So we definitely have the experience to understand that struggle. And we have some advice on how to navigate motherhood and business as gracefully as possible. <laughs> yeah, and as we dive into our teaching points on this topic, I do wanna pause for a moment to be the language police. And this is a title that my clients have lovingly bestowed upon me because I'm always calling them out on their language and the words that they use to describe the experience they're having. And if I had a dollar for every time a mom said to me, it's so hard building a business while also raising kids. Well, I mean, I think I'd be able to pay for a live-in nanny. So, I mean, it's something that we say over and over and over again. And I'm not trying to minimize the tension that we feel as moms when our hands are so full of the things that we're passionate about. We love our families and we also love the work that we're doing. So, you know, constantly we, we wish we had more to give, but 
when we say out loud, it's so hard, it's so hard, it's so hard, well, guess what? (laughs) It's going to continue to feel so hard. We have power in the words we say. And what we say, we believe, and what we believe turns into our reality. To To reaffirm, the belief that we have, right? It's this kind of vicious vicious cycle that we get into. So the number one step into not having it be so hard is to stop saying that it's so hard. Stop putting that energy out there and choose to believe it's possible to show up powerfully as a mom and also give what is needed to your business. So I want you to look out for that negative self-talk and catch yourself when you're in that moment. So this really speaks to me because like, my language, as Lindsay would probably testify to, isn't always the best. I'm like kind of an extremist where I'm like, I see things black and white and I'm like, blah, blah, blah. but in the past I have said these things and I've really had to work on it. And something that helped me instead of trying to shift that entire thought is saying it's so hard, but I feel rewarded when I do this, or I feel successful when this happens, or but it is worth it when I see this result. And just sort of tacking something on to counter that negative in the beginning really helps if you're someone who's like me. I I like to call myself a realist, but maybe some people would call me a pessimist. So if you're like me and you struggle with this, then don't just try to eliminate that thought altogether. Just slowly start to transform it and it will make such the world of difference. I like that. I mean, you're giving equal airtime, right? You're allowing your natural tendency, which is to, you know, to say it's so hard, but you're also like, okay, I'm going to give equal airtime to a positive thought as well. Um, I, I've talked about this before, but I use the cultivate what matters daily goal planner. And one of the sections that you fill out monthly is an encouraging phrase for the month. And for this month, I wrote, I am in control of my time. Oh, you're speaking to my heart right now. (laughs) (laughs) So I see that every day. I read it every day and it's a process for sure. I mean, I'm not trying to say that this comes easily, just like creating a better relationship with money or improving your relationship with your spouse, right? Like creating a better relationship with time, it's actually a real thing, right? Changing your mindset and choosing to see it in abundance, to see time in abundance and not with a scarcity mindset. So good. I oh, I just want to take a moment to just take that in for a second. But okay, I won't go, wait too long. So I encourage you to remove that phrase, I don't have enough time from your vocabulary and replace it with what you really mean. So something completely different. I don't know. how. What would be a good example for you for this, Lindsay? Um, so instead of saying, I don't have enough time, you could try saying, I prioritized something else. Ooh. I like that. Lindsay's so good when it comes to like shifting your language because she's like, I don't know if you're naturally positive and upbeat, but for sure you always bring that to the table. And I've told her like dozens of times, whenever I have a negative thing, she always comes at it with me in like a positive light. I'm like, you're so good for my life. (laughs) And I'm not, I mean, I'm not casting judgment here because I'm so guilty of saying I don't have time myself. I mean, that comes out of my mouth frequently. But when I catch myself doing it, I try to smack myself with a dose of honesty, which is what it is. Like I prioritized something else. 
I feel like it just feels so much better to to phrase it in the way that Lindsay did. Like I prioritize something else. It's so simple. Even if the short-term outcome is the same because it puts you back into the driver's seat. You know, instead of being a passive victim to your busy schedule, that small language shift gives you a new sense of ownership over your day. And here's the thing. What you prioritize is entirely up to you. We find time for the things that are most important to us. And yes, I know if you're at home, and you're with your kids in the thick of it right now, you're like, well, obviously I got to take care of my kids and you do. But I bet you, now this is a little bit of hard talk here. I bet you we could find several areas in your life that either you are wasting time or prioritizing things that maybe aren't truly your priorities or where you could implement better systems so that you have more time. Mm, yes, absolutely. And even just saying, right, if you're in that mode where you're at home with your kids and they're sucking the life out of you, you know, to be able to say like to take ownership and to say, I'm prioritizing my small children right now. That puts you in the driver's seat. And that feels very different than that kind of floundering victim mentality of if only I had more time. So, okay, well, let's dive into some practical strategies as well, right? We always want to bring that mindset perspective as well, but some practical strategies for you to just to help you find time to work your business while having kids. So, okay, first up, I want you to actually track your time. This is such an important exercise for figuring out where are those 24 hours in a day actually going. So you can do this using an Excel spreadsheet, like super easy, just putting the hours of the day and then filling in what you're doing with that time. Or there's an app called EverHour that you could try as well if you're into technology and using apps. If you don't know where your time is currently going, it's really hard to improve and Every time I do a time tracking exercise, I am automatically more productive because I have this sense of being on the clock and I'm more efficient and focused with my time. Now, Ashlyn, I know you are a huge fan of using timers. In fact, she's timing us right now. (laughs) (laughs) That is a true story. (laughs) Always got her timers out. Um, And we've talked about that in previous episodes and how she has uses timers and coaches with timers. Um, But after learning about that, from Ashlyn, it's given me just such a great awareness of exactly how long things take. So, and again, that's like giving ownership and putting you or putting myself in the driver's seat. So first take inventory of where you are spending your time and then look at what is filling your hours through the lens of eliminate, automate, and delegate. So even if you are a stay-at-home mom and you know, I'm sure you're going to realize that there are some things you're doing inefficiently. There could be, there are going to be some things that you could batch or that you might be able to delegate to your kids or to another person in your household. And you might even just be able to identify things that you don't really need to do, or there's a smarter way to do, or someone else could do. And those little bits of time, those little things that you find that you realize this is a little bit of a time suck that is going to give you that time that you're longing for to put back into your business. I love everything about time. Please track your time. And one thing that I notice is a big time waster 
when you do go into business, like your business mode, mom mode, it kind of happens where you just switch task from task. But in business mode, if you can try to group your similar tasks together, that'll save so much time. Okay. But number two, up next, and this one is also one of my faves and something I practice every day. It's before you go to bed at night, I want you to identify your top three priorities for the next day. And I'm talking business priorities here because obviously feeding your kids, yeah, that's a priority, but we already know that. So that way, when you wake up in the morning, you already know exactly what you need to do that day in order to feel successful. A lot of unpredictability happens when we have kids, right? But if you know what your goals are at the start of each day, you are much more likely to be able to seize the opportunity when they are playing nicely for those 15 minutes and you can steal those to work on your business. Or maybe you'll pop in a movie for them to watch in the afternoon while you work. If you Take the first 15 to 20 minutes while they're watching that movie to get organized. That is time that you're wasting that you could have spent more wisely. So if you know exactly what your priorities are, the day, the start of the day, you can jump right into taking action on those and get more done with the time that you have. Seriously, it's one of my favorite things to do. I always do this. Please do it, friend. Yes. So such a good discipline to get into, like just knowing before you go to bed at night, what are your three priorities for the next day? Okay. So this next one isn't going to make me any friends. (laughs) I'm glad you're doing it then. (laughs) Remember that I'm specifically speaking to the mama who is lamenting to me that she desperately wants more time for her business and can't seem to find that time because she's got small children. So I'm not just going around and yelling at everyone to wake up early. If, you know, if what you're doing right now is working for you, then this is not, you know, I'm not speaking to you. I'm speaking to the mom who's coming to me and saying I'm having a problem. So may I suggest going to bed earlier and waking up before your kids and using that time for your business, especially if you are in the season of having small children who are really dependent on you once they wake up. Carving out that uninterrupted time is gold. It's truly amazing what we can get done with just one hour of uninterrupted time, as opposed to trying to squeeze in business tasks throughout the day while you're multitasking, while you're mothering at the same time. And then when your kids are up, you're able to be present with them because you've already put that work into your business that day and you don't have that hanging over your head as the day goes on. Can I add something? Yes, please do. <laughs> okay. And when you do this on our this hour of uninterrupted time, please keep your phone on airplane mode. Yeah. Don't get sucked into social media. I'm speaking from experience, okay? Agreed. Yes, keep that phone on airplane mode because then you will truly be able to get the most out of that hour. Okay. So now I know that there are some people who are just wired to do better work at night. I know those people exist. Ashlyn is one of them. (laughs) So maybe this is you and you're thinking that you would rather put that hour in once your kids go to bed. I, I totally get that. And I have been there the entire time I was going to nutrition school. I did my schoolwork from 830 to 1030 every single night. So, but what I, I will say is that we have a little less control over what happens at the end of the day than we do with what happens at the beginning. So there's an advantage to seizing the morning, right? There are just 
fewer obstacles that can get in your way that could get pushed to that evening time. And then also from a health coach perspective, so many women I know are not sleeping well. And so being up late and working in front of a screen, especially if your work is in front of a screen, that can mess with our circadian rhythm. So I do think it's worth a try going to bed earlier, you know, just taking that hour that you would have at night and putting it in the morning um, to work on your business. But I do, I do recognize that we're not all created the same. So I'm not trying to shove everyone into the template that has worked well for me, but I have just seen that, you know, having that hour of uninterrupted time, especially if it's the first thing you do in the day, just creates such a sense of relief as you go through your day, because you know, Hey, I've already gotten those three priority items done. And I'm not just hoping that it will work out in the evening for me to do them. So I used to do this, actually, Lindsay. You'd be surprised to know. So I am more of a night worker. It does affect my sleep a little bit, though, I will be honest. But when my kids were actually young, because they would wake up to feed around like 4.30, they were on a pretty decent schedule. So at 4.30 in the morning, I wouldn't go back to bed. I would work because I was like, hey, I'm already up. I'm going to get broken up sleep. So maybe if that's you, maybe that's all you have to do is if you're waking up already, putting the baby back down, then you can just stay up and go right into your work. And yes, I felt a little tired by the end of the day. I'll be real, but I felt so good because I actually achieved something. So it's worth it. All right. Number four, this is our last strategy here to see where you can get your kids involved. Now, there are two parts to this. You can first see where you can get your kids involved with things around the house that are eating up your time. So for me, I really love like I make my kids switch out my laundry because it's something super easy for them to do. And you might be thinking, okay, that's not a ton of time, but it is. I have to go over there to the dryer, get the clothes out, put the clothes in the washer, clean up the little lint roller, start it. Well, my nine-year-old easily can do that and he carries the laundry upstairs for me to fold. So there's just a little, you know, I had to go off on at least one tangent. It, it was like needed. But the first part of how you can get your kids to help really depends on their ages. So if you've got really little ones, then I know you're in the phase of life where you're teaching them stewardship and it's more about investing the time into teaching them how to help out knowing that it will pay off way later down the road. I know it might feel like, oh my gosh, I'm creating more work by having them help me, but it's going to pay off in the long run, I promise. It might be quite a few years before that kiddo is actually ready to start cleaning the bathrooms for you, especially unattended because who knows where the toilet bowl cleaner would end up. But we need to put the work in while they're young. And I know like Lindsay, you're really good at this because I always see like this is where I fail (laughs) in the kitchen. I just want to get it done. And I'm like, I could chop so fast. Get out of here. Get away from me. (laughs) And Lindsay's like, come kids, let me teach you how to chop. So I want to hear your experience in that. Okay. So honestly, this is a work in progress for me because I'm the, I relate to you with that. Like I, so I'm an Enneagram three, which I want efficiency in everything. And there's nothing efficient about having a six-year-old, an eight-year-old or a 13-year-old in the kitchen. And even though I'm pleased with how much my kids can do independently in the kitchen now, it still honestly creates a bigger mess. I mean, then I spend a little more time cleaning because 
there's nothing clean about a six-year-old, an eight-year-old, and a 13-year-old in the kitchen independently. But I keep holding out hope because I know that, I mean, at now at this point, like my 13-year-old can, I can completely delegate dinner to him. And that like, what a relief to be able to have an evening where I can just keep working or keep getting things done or, you know, be out running errands with the other kids and just come home and dinner's ready. And it's just amazing. Um, So I know that it feels like a lot of upfront investment work to, you know, really be teaching them and training them in those skills. But just even the little bits of things that we can begin to help them with those little bits of margin in your day that might allow you to get, you know, something done. Like I was thinking of, um, you know, Ashlyn was saying about like working at night. Well, a lot of the things that prevent me from working at night is I get to the end of the day and I've got to, to do cleanup and I've got things that I have to get ready for for the next day and I might have to pack lunches and do all these other things. And if I had a little bit of margin in my day where I had a kid changing out the laundry for me and then I was able to do something that I would otherwise have to do in the evening, it then kind of cleans up those little time sacks so that you do have a bigger chunk somewhere else in your day where you can be more intentional about working on your business. So. And when I when I started doing this with my kids, I did it with like a reward system. So I created this huge poster board because they were kind of like, I got late into the game of really having them help around the house more because I am, I'm not even an Enneagram three, but I just love efficiency. So I'm just like, nope, I'll just do everything. You guys do nothing and it'll get done. But I was getting so overwhelmed. So I created this, you know, chart and they got a sticker for each thing they did and I didn't force it on them in the beginning because I really wanted to make it fun but then they would get a reward so if they collected so many stickers then we got to go like their their main thing was they'd always save to go to Chuck E. Cheese to play the games so that was like something that they would get rewarded so if you're really nervous about implementing this make it fun with your kids and another thing that I've really shifted my mindset on is now when I do have them help me with things like helping me fold laundry which does not look the prettiest, but it's okay. I actually use it as my time with my kids. So I'm being present. I put my phone away and then that saves me more time later on to be able to say, okay, mommy needs to go and answer a few emails. I need you to do this and leave me alone. (laughs) And they listen. It's great. And now this is one that I'm really looking forward to is if your kids are bigger, then there are some areas that they can actually help you with your business amazing, right? You can teach them to sort an Excel spreadsheet, to stuff envelopes, envelopes, to create images in Canva. My sister's kids actually probably know Canva better than me. And she's like almost 11. I'm just like, I don't even understand. How'd you do that so quick? So it's amazing. Or you can even take your newsletters and break them up for repurposing. Amazing. They can do that. Sorry. Yes. Also, one more thing. This is what I did with kids. So in my real estate business is I had to go like, you know, leave flyers and I had to let the neighborhood know about me. So we would make it a fun Saturday morning walk. Even when they were really young, they'd get in the wagon. It's pretty heavy for me to pull, but they'd get in the wagon and I'd have my cards and it was amazing. I got work done while they were outside. Yes. And I've been doing this trying to do this more intentionally over the last year, just thinking about looking at my business and thinking, okay, what are the things that I can have my kids help me in different areas? And it's amazing that they're getting to an age where they actually are helpful. And especially my oldest, I have him help with a lot of things in my beauty counter business. Like if you get samples from me, Corbin probably stuffed those envelopes. Um, Or with my nutrition clients, I send them a lot of different care packages and Um, you know, he can help assemble those and apply address labels. And I definitely 
like have my times where I have to take a deep breath and give myself a little bit of a pep talk and say, you know, it's okay if things aren't exactly the way that I would do them. There is more than one right way to stuff an envelope. Um, That was one mantra I picked up from Kate Northrup, that there's more than one right way to do things. Um, But it's definitely helped with the mom guilt because we're spending time together. And then they're also getting insight as to what it takes to run a successful business and what mommy is actually doing behind that closed office door. And even, you know, the little ones that aren't necessarily computer savvy and aren't creating images on Canva, I still try to get them involved. I'll let them take pictures of things for me or uh, sample recipes or, you know, kind of help with like planning Instagram content. Like, what do you think if I post things like this? So I think the more ways that you can just kind of get them involved, again, like with what Ashlyn said, you're spending time with them and they're getting a really good peek into a type of education that they're not going to get other places and seeing like kind of the behind the scenes of how a business is run. That's so cute. I think if I gave my kids, so if you guys start seeing a bunch of slow-mo videos, it was definitely that I delegated my kids to do Instagram photos because that's what would happen. It'd be like them trying to jump off of something in slow-mo because that's what they steal my phone for all the time. But anyway... (laughs) Oh my gosh, that's so funny. (laughs) I could still use it, right? Oh, yes. (laughs) So, all right. Well, we hope that this has been helpful for you and giving you some ideas for how to make your passion project fit into that 24-hour-a-day container that we all have, right? I think that always helps me to remember too, like everyone has the same 24 hours in a day. So we're trying to fit in our family and our other responsibilities and our businesses. So I hope that this has been helpful for you in terms of thinking about kids and time and business. We just feel really grateful to have our hands and our calendars full of so many passions. And we truly, I truly believe that God created these 24 hours in a day for a reason and has given us the capacity to word them well. So don't forget to catch yourself on that language. You notice the complaints coming out of your mouth about not having enough time. (laughs) Definitely. I'm going to sick Lindsay on you. (laughs) Okay, guys, we appreciate you so much. Thank you for listening. Please review, subscribe to our show, and we will see you next week. If you enjoyed this episode, it would mean the world to us if you subscribe and take just 30 seconds out of your day to leave us a positive review. Come say hi over on Instagram at Purpose Powered Entrepreneurs, and you can find Lindsay at lindsay.lives.well and Ashlyn at Ashlyn Cubison. 